back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day Fantasy Week 2 Recaps episode. What's up, Leap? It's a sad day. Why is it a sad day? The Chubb injury, man. Oh, my God. The Chubb one. Fuck it. I mean, he's consistently been one of those top running backs every single year. And you just like watching those guys the same way. Even if you don't have a Derrick Henry mm. or a Chubb or one of those guys that do it year in and year out, you hate to see that. Yeah, it's like... It's one of those injuries that it's you obviously wasted one of your first two picks really on Nick Chubb, but then you have an opportunity if you lose Nick Chubb to potentially get another replacement at RB1. Hopefully, you had Jerome Ford as your backup, but I don't think many people you know would have that. I do want to talk about Jerome Ford and really just what this means for the running back landscape or just fantasy landscape in general. Mm. But before we do jump into it, if you want to play any DFS games, make sure to go to thegameday.com slash promotions. You can get the best underdog promos, uh, best DraftKings promos, so make sure to check those out. We got some really good stuff on the website. Also, submit your fantasy questions, all right? If uh, you have any questions about week two, Waiver wire, anything, we'll get to them at the end of the show. So make sure to submit those, and we'll get to them. I see all the comments. Hell um, yeah, Lipe, what, obviously you talked about Nick Chubb. Like, what is the overall impact of Nick Chubb's injury, in, in your opinion? Well, I mean, like we said, like, he's one of those top finishing guys every single year. So, I mean, you draft him knowing that you're going to have a guy that could probably, that's going to finish as an RB1. Like, it's mm. almost certain. Not only because of his skill set, but because of how the Browns, run the ball. That, that's their offense. Yep. They, they, they go crazy. Even when they had the two-back set with him and Kareem Hunt, you still knew, you still knew both of them were going to get theirs. And so one thing you can be confident in is that their offense isn't necessarily going to change. Their run game is still going to be heavy. Right. And so you look at Jerome Ford, and hopefully you had him. Maybe you don't. Obviously, there's like conflicting theories about whether you had the handcuffs to your own guys or whether mm-hmm. you get somebody else's handcuffs. If you don't, you kind of mentioned, we talked about this off the screen a little bit, but there's a couple guys that have been elite in the recent past that are unsigned and maybe you're hoping maybe you get one of those guys right now and you're hoping that the Browns or another team that needs a running back like the Ravens uh or even the Colts in the short term at Mm -hmm. least sign one of those guys so who are some of those guys so that those guys would be like a Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette now you mentioned it off the pod Kareem Hunt allegedly looks super slow that's what they Um, said in the offseason so I I believe it because why is he not signed yet yeah even the guy like Zeke was signing we know that he's slow right Right, but we also know Bill Belichick doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He might be senile uh, yeah, these that's days. True. Um, true. Yeah, looking at the Jerome Ford thing, I think he's he's a guy that could be. I would start him probably as a, like a low end or a high end RB two. Like to me, that's his outlook right this second, with the upside to literally be obviously a high end RB one. Yeah. Like he has knowing what Nick Chubb brought to the table, knowing what that offensive line is, knowing what if Deshaun can get back to seventy percent of that, that offense is going to be flowing. He is you know a league winner type of potential. But when it comes to fab, and we're going to get to waiver wire pickups, is there a certain amount that you'd be not willing to spend? That like, What's your limit on spending for Jerome Ford? Because the way I kind of look at the Jerome Ford situation and you know, allocating you know, resources to it is I'm probably spending all my fucking money if I have to. If I need a running back, especially right. if I just lost Nick Chubb, you're spending all those dollars. Yeah, it depends on need. Like, How bad do you need him? And like you said, like, if you're in a situation right now, if you have Nick Chubb, like, you need to fill that spot. Mm. And this is a running back in a situation that has very high upside yeah. and a safe floor because of the, how the Browns play the fucking game. They love running the ball. And so, yeah, you're, you're, you're shelling out more than other managers. That's how fab is, right? Like, guys have different – they put different value on different guys depending on what their team needs. Mm. If you really need them, then you're going to go all out. And 
like I mean, obviously, like what that all out means to you might be different than all out to somebody else. I don't like I, I like going and to seeing what the experts talk like. You know, a lot of times they're like, oh, like ten percent is okay for this guy, fifteen here, three percent here. Right. But you're definitely on the higher end. However, you kind of uh, go about it in general, you're on the higher end of that of that like percentage mm. uh, to go get a guy like him because it's gonna shore up your situation immediately. Yeah, I agree. I mean, spend the fucking money if you want. If you don't want to spend that money and you luck out. Obviously, Kareem Hunt in Leonard Fournette, as we mentioned, is a guy. We're going to yeah. go through waiver wire targets um, at the end of this episode. I do see some of the comments, uh, so we'll get to them. But I do have an absurd fantasy stat comments. that I wanted to bring up because it is shouting out your team. The Cowboys currently oh. have the third most fantasy points out of anyone, any player. Cowboys defense. This year, Cowboys defense, yeah. First is Tyreek. Second is Puka Nakua. Third is the Cowboys defense. It's the most in in the first two games by any defense since 1970, since the NFL merger. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of points. I mean, the one thing they're going to do is make sure the other team turns the ball over and they've been able to, like in the first game, they had two touchdowns, the mm. defense special teams. This last game, they almost had one. Micah ended up being touched, but he had one that he returned to the house too. So they're elite. But one thing to keep in mind is that they haven't played any, a good offense yet. Mm. They played the Giants. Yes, the Giants still had Saquon. The Giants just got worse because they lost Saquon for three weeks. That's another thing. Yeah. But before we even get to, into that, uh, they played a, a Giants team that offensively isn't, you're not scared of them. And in the Jets team without Aaron Rodgers, you're also not scared mm-hmm. of them. And they gave up a big play to Garrett Wilson to be on, on a touchdown, like one mistake they made all game. And so, like, you know you're going to – you're set with this defense. Uh, it's one of those where, like, you're probably not shopping for other defenses, mm-hmm. like, throughout the, you know, the season. But you can't expect them to do what they just did. Like, what, what they put up this past week? I mean, the, I guess the Giants, they put up, like, fucking 40 points or some yeah. shit. Like, 30-something. They might have they're, still had, like, 16 or something. They're not going to do, do that. that. Like, so don't expect that. Don't go, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, you probably won if you yeah. had them. But they're going to give you, like, the, the baseline of, of, like, 10 or whatever you think it might be. Like, they're going to give you 10 to 15. Like, it's going to be good on a week-to-week basis. What's interesting about the Cowboys' defense right now is you might have players in your league that would actually trade for a defense knowing that they can make the difference. Which is stupid as fuck. It'd beyond stupid. But I had in, in last year, in one of my leagues last year, someone wanted a cow- the Cowboys defense specifically added in on like a three for two, four for two type of trade. So I don't know. If you're going to make a trade this week and you have the Cowboys defense, throw them in. Fuck it. It's oh, a defense. Yeah. See if that can sweeten the pot. So see if, yes. you know, how much they'll react. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people are like, I want that. And also bring up the stats. Show them the video. Cowboys third most points in fantasy right now after the first two weeks. Well, I mean, we, t- we like talking about the, the sell high guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But buy low, sell high, whatever. So the, you, you look at like what just happened like recently. Mm. And if guys are balling the fuck out. You, then you think about, like, can they maintain this the rest of the season? Like, we know the Cowboys won't win. Like, they can play well, but they're not maintaining these points that they've been putting up. They're not going to play another offense as bad as as the Giants are just collectively, like, going forward. They're going to play some bad teams. They got the Cardinals this week. This is a nice matchup coming up. But then you got the Eagles twice. You got, you know, you got the Niners. You got other teams. Like, you got a tough schedule. You're playing the AFC East. Yeah. You're playing the Dolphins. You're playing uh, the Bills. It's, it's, it's going to get worse. Like, it's they're gonna not going to score as many points. So, if you can use them... To fool another guy that maybe even wait a week, maybe even wait till after the Cardinals. Well, I still don't think they're gonna do like they're not gonna repeat. I don't think they're gonna repeat even with the Cardinals. So right now, man, throw them in and try to go get that big time flashy player and be like, Mm. yo, I got the Cowboys, the number three defense, like you said. Bring up the stats that Adam said because Adam's a smart guy and he definitely knew that. Um, Yeah, I mean they have (laughs) they have the third most points. It's the most in the first two games by any defense since 1970. But I want to move into the next thing I want to talk about, which is the wide receiver two in fantasy right now. Okay. Do you know who that is? Uh, fuck. Well, we kind of talk. Well, 
We kind of talked about well, no, nah, we talked about total yardage before, which would kind of translate. Uh, wide receiver two in fantasy, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. Which you called like two weeks ago. Before week one hit, I said add Puka Nakua. I might just be him. Puka Nakua oh, is you are a guy him, not confirmed. No, not no, might I might, just be. might, might. You, we, I feel Sorry. like we need confirmation sometimes. I just confirmed. Oh, oh. or him. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. That's so sweet of you. Uh, Puka's averaging twenty six points a game right now. The question is, what's his rest of season outlook? Now, factor in Cooper Cup, and then factor in if Cooper Cup, you know, doesn't come back. Like, what is your rest of season outlook for Puka Nakua? Well, what, I mean, Cooper Cup doesn't come back. He's for sure a wide receiver one. Mm. We had a discussion earlier, is he a wide receiver one for the rest of the season, being, like, top 12 wide receivers mm-hmm. by the end of the year? And I think even with Cup coming back, he probably is on the low side of that. Uh, if Cup ends up being out longer, then he's probably, like, a mid-wide receiver. Like, he's probably, like, he's, he might finish as a 5, 6, 7 yeah. guy because of the target share, like, you mentioned yesterday, and this is probably another fun fun stat for you, for you to even mention, but the Matthew Stafford has played with top-tier receivers. Like, he's made a receiver that he's mm-hmm. played with uh, a top-tier guy, like a wide receiver one guy, so many times. I mean, you think about Calvin Johnson's, those ones mm-hmm. are obvious. The Cooper Cups are obvious. But even guys, like, you remember... Uh, uh, Marvin Jones was on that Marvin list. Marvin Jones. What's the other... Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay was on that guys list. Guys like that who, like, fucking suck when they stop playing with him. Yep. But they're nice uh, with, with him. So Puka's another guy that's benefiting from that right now. Mm. And I think even if Cup comes back, this offense is good. Because McVay's a genius offensively, and they're able to u- utilize Stafford in a good way too. But it's not just Stafford; it's the offense. So Cup is still going to get his. Don't get me wrong, but Puka's going to get fed still. Yep, and he's proven like the thing about about McVay's offense. You don't need something crazy. Like you don't need like a like you don't need a a, a super alpha Justin Jefferson in that offense. Yep. McVay will scheme you open, Absolutely. and you got to understand how to beat zone defenses and and where to sit. When to when to come in like option routes? Are you coming in? You coming out? Are you mm-hmm. are you sitting? Like if you understand that as a receiver, which is it's clear that Puka elite, might. Yeah. he gets it, and so he's gonna get fed. Yeah, I, I like him. Yeah, I mean, look when I look at the impact. If Cooper, first of all, if you have Cooper Cup, this is actually best case scenario because it's clear that the team is remaining competitive. Not that we thought That's that true. they were gonna fold, but it's cl- it's showing that Matthew Stafford is somewhat bought into even working with these younger receivers. Even Tutu out, well, looks good. So you have faith if you're Cooper Cup. He comes back. If you have Cup, it actually helps because you're not going to have people blanketing him. You're going to have some, you know, attention on not only Tutu, but on Puka. If Cooper Cup... Great names. Tutu Tutu and and Puka. Puka, I mean, it's a hell of a name. Mm. But if you don't have... If Cooper Cup doesn't end up coming back, obviously I agree. Puka Nakua is a wide receiver one the rest of the season. He has to be. He's getting the targets. However, which is something I always like to do, Throw some feelers out there. See if someone is willing to buy Puka for so high, right? If it's Puka Nakua, you might be able to get Puka and even throw in maybe like a George Pickens potentially for like a Jamar Chase. You might have someone really overreact, like super overreact. I saw a crazy trade on Twitter. It was like Jamar Chase and Tony Pollard for Mark Andrews, James Cook, and like one other guy that is not warranted at all. I'd rather have Jamar Chase over Puka Nakua, right? So throw some feelers out there. See what you can get. I think, you know, with Cooper Cup coming back, he's going to be fine. If anything, he's just a wide receiver, too. And no matter what, you've gotten the best return because you picked him up on the waiver wires. Well, yeah, I mean, the return is fucking insane. Every year, there's one, there's some of those guys, right? Yep. But I have to ask you a question, though. I mean, we, we see with the Bengals, and, and, and you mentioned, like, Jamar Chase, right? I mean, fuck yeah, you, you definitely take that. But with Joe Burrow being hurt, and that offense not looking the same way that maybe it's, like, it's looked in the past, and let's say Cup doesn't come back, it's closer. It, it starts to get a little bit closer there because at least you know, like Puka, 
Puka getting his isn't necessarily de- dependent on, on, on like his natural ability. It's on yep. that offense, and you know he's gonna get fed. Whereas Jamar Chase, like we talked about yesterday on the regular podcast, they're just hoping that he catches, he makes a play on the ball, he makes a play on the ball. Like yeah. it's just such a, a lack of creativity. So would you even, like, would you who? Who would you take rest of the season? Let's say Cup doesn't play and you got Puka that's going to be doing this every single week. He's going to be targeted like 12 to 15 times. Or Chase when you're not really sure about this offense. That's a really good question. Hey, at first glance, it's like, are you out of your fucking mind that you're going to take? Yeah, when you start thinking about it, it's but like then, it actually yeah, like. Yeah, because it's. The floor I, is higher for so Puka. So much higher because of the targets. It's manufactured touches. Mm. Now with Jamar, like if this team does go down 0-3, they shouldn't. They should be fine. I think I'll still prefer Jamar right now. Just because mm-hmm. this type of shit happens in fantasy. Obviously, yeah, people overreact. We're going to overreact. However, if you were to be like, I want Puka right now because he's going to get you wins currently, then I'm also not opposed to it. That, that's all I'll say. But I do want to move to one other person on the Rams, which is Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams right now had 28 points this week. He's averaging 22.7 a game. Cam Akers is currently on the trade block. They, he was a healthy scratch last week. Clearly, he is, they want him out of the building. And also, Kyron Williams is clearly the guy currently. He's also the RB2 on the year right now. What does the rest of season outlook look like for Kyron Williams? Because if Cam Akers is gone, here's what I'll say. It wouldn't shock me if I saw Cam Akers for Jonathan Taylor with some picks swap. And that's what the only worry I have about Kyron. After that, I still, you know, he, he's a set it and forget it currently. So I'm so curious to know your thoughts. You're, you're, trade, you're talking about fantasy I'm with talking, Jonathan Taylor. No, no, no. I'm talking in real life. Oh. Right? So See, the question is, trades, uh, what's I, I, the I, rest I, I, of well. season outlook for Kyron Williams? Okay. We'll start there. Well, I mean. He's the RB2 this year, right now. That's, so that's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> He's averaging 22 a game. Yeah, and that's even with Akers getting, getting like, what, 15 carries? Like, he got, he got some touches week one. Now, last week, obviously, he was inactive. But... The Rams' offense, we've seen them have success with running backs. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley. Like, that's the last, like, fucking superstar they've had. We thought Cam Akers had that possibility. I think he would have probably done it if it wasn't for his Achilles that he hurt a couple, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a year ago, a couple years ago, whatever yep. it was. And so, well, one thing we know about McVay is that, like, like we talked about with Puka, he's going to scheme up his guys. And running back is no different. They like they like having a running back that gets... I guess the job done. Even like last year, like wait, well, like Henderson, uh, Darrell Henderson, I believe his name. Darrell Henderson, yeah, yeah. Did his did his thing. Like when they gave him the opportunity. The only thing I worry about the Rams is like I feel like you never know the next guy that comes into the backfield. There might be like somebody be anyone, that comes yeah. like week six that's going to be balling out, and now uh, Williams is going to be getting less touches. But I feel confident in that. Like Acres is they're openly shopping him. Oh, Akers, I don't know if he's going to play another snap yeah. for the Rams. They're openly shopping him. So because of that and because of that Rams offense, Williams is fucking nice. He's RB2 right now. He's not going to finish as that. But as an RB1, just overall, as a top 12 running back by the end of the year, assuming that Akers is actually gone and that— And they don't add anyone else. They don't really anything? add anyone else. It's in the range. I think they're totally okay. And they shouldn't add anyone else because they're not in a position to do that right, right now. Like right. They're not necessarily competing for a Super Bowl. I think they are— Maybe compete for a playoff spot because they have that competitive juice in them. Uh, but I think they, they're, they're the type of team that's going to roll with their guys. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I think Kyron Williams is a potential league winner as of right now, right? Those are two, two guys on the Rams, potential league winners. Look at other teams as well, right, that are very similar to the Rams where, like, look at the Cardinals where you don't that's a know great example. who really that wide receiver one is. People think it's going to be a Hollywood Brown, could be a Rondell Moore. But I'm blanking on his first name, like uh, something Wilson. 
right? Like, he had a decent game. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't know. So, just look at these bad teams and, and who could be that wide receiver one, which brings me to my next point of Nico Collins. So, Nico Collins is a guy right now who's had 27 points last week, yeah. right? Nico Collins, you probably got in, like, the 10th round, around that range. Yeah. These are two people, even three, from Puka, Kyron, and Nico, that could be league winners. And the reason that I say that is because league winners happen based off of value. So value that you would have got with Nico Collins super late in the draft, Mm -hmm. at minimum, is a wide receiver three. Mm -hmm. And he's not even playing the bulk load of snaps right now. So, Nico Collins, what's your rest of the season now? Like, what are your thoughts on Nico? Dude, I love Nico. I've been waiting. We've all been waiting on Nico. Mm-hmm. Even last year, we were waiting on Nico. Like, there was a lot of hype before last year. By, and by a lot of hype, I don't mean nobody ever expected him to be, like, a top, like, 30 receiver. But the, maybe at the back end of that. Uh, but it's finally kind of coming into play. He's a big body. They lost Brandon Cooks this offseason. So, mm-hmm. it was like, it's his time to shine. And you get CJ Stroud in there. And so the fact that he's producing now with a rookie quarterback who's looking like pretty good. Uh, he's look, this past week was good. He, he aired it out a lot. The numbers were up and everything. Um, like I think three touchdowns, three hundred plus yards. Nico Collins is because he's the only guy in that offense, and they don't have the type of like the Miko Ryan's is head coach. They they're not scheming up guys yep. necessarily like the Rams are, where I think like anybody could could feast in that system. Nico Collins is the best player. They're the best. Uh, receiving threat on that offense, and he's going to get his regardless. I think he's going to be a security blanket all year for CJ Stroud, and that's what these young quarterbacks like is that big receiver that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Like when Cam was a ro- Cam Newton was a rookie, yep. um, he would rely on Calvin Benjamin, and 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 Good a big comparison. you like that Good big receiver, not the most talented guy in the world, but like these big guys that can just box out defenders, whether you're in the red zone or that can run a slant, and he's just gonna get inside of that corner. Yeah, it's dude. Quarterbacks love the young quarterbacks love that shit. And Nico is we've been waiting on it, and he has the ability. I I, I love him for the rest of the season. I you mentioned wide receiver three. I actually I'm sat saying at minimum at minimum. At minimum. I sat him actually this past week. I mean I'm in between guys like Zay Flowers, Mike Evans. Which I said, Mike Evans. I started mm. to say, but Nico now is like I. I really got to look at it because he's just in a situation where we know he's gonna get his his targets, yeah. and whereas the other guys like you still don't. I don't know. You're still not super confident about either Mike or, or Zay. So if you're in a situation like that, are you probably starting Nico over those other guys? Even though he's probably less talented than those guys, but he might be in a situation where he's just gonna get fed more. I'll say this: Zay better offense, Mike Evans. 100, you know, 100 plus, had a fantastic game. Bucks look, you know, or 2-0, and he looks good. The thing with Nico that I think is the biggest point is the Texans are going to be playing from behind. So no That's matter what, too. he is going to be getting opportunities. Yeah. Whereas Zay Flowers, you're hoping early on, is someone that gets, you know, four targets in that first half so that at least he's he has chances to make some plays. Mike Evans, very similar to Nico, where, like, they're not going to be playing from behind. But they very easily could because of Baker and if he's shooting the bed. And Mike is going to be, you know, the benefactor of those deep balls. So, for me, Nico Collins, I'd say at minimum he's a wide receiver three. He can move up easily. Um, I'd probably start him over Zay Flowers right now. And I have both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that week one Zay Flowers performance really hyped me up because of the manufactured touches. Yep, yep. But no Mark Andrews. Right. So, that, that, that factors into it. And as well. o- but OBJ is also hurt. So... <laughs> so there's a lot of things there's a going lot of on fucking there. things. But no, nah, I, 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 bro, I like Nico a lot. It makes me so happy to see him balling out because he, this, is, he, this is his third year, I believe, and his rookie year there was hype about him in training camp. Yeah, we yeah, didn't see yeah. shit. He made some plays. L- last year there was there was hype about him, and we still didn't see too much. Obviously, a terrible situation. 
now we're finally starting to see him. So I, 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 I love him, and, and like you say, if he's if his floor is a, is wide receiver three, that's fucking awesome, and it's only going to go up. Yep. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, uh, Kirk Cousins, currently the quarterback one in fantasy yeah, right now, twenty three game. Now I don't think he's going to last. I, I I don't, and I think you're going to see that list shift over the next three weeks because you're going to have guys, and I want to go through the top ten afterwards. But guys like, like the that. Jalen Hurts, the Josh Allen's of the world, yeah, they'll even out. You know, Mahomes, Herbert, like at law yeah, of averages yeah. will end yeah, up coming yeah, yeah. into play. But the rest of season outlook for Kirk, like. <laughs> I, what's there? You have no what's reason. What's the schedule? Like, I like Kirk, Look bro. At, Kirk yeah, is like, so funny. You have like, no I like rooting for Kirk, but it's just when you start rooting for him, he's gonna have he's gonna put up a dud on Monday Night Football. Put up like two points. The only know? time you want to bench him might be on Monday nights because Thursday nights he just proved that he could still put up three hundred plus yards. Yeah, or that Eagles defense. Like right is now, worse for me, you got to start Kirk Cousins unless like he's going. Oh up yeah, I agree. Totally. Unless you got the Lamars of the world or the Josh on anyone with rushing upside. But like if it's right. Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins, I'm going Kirk Cousins right now. These are the top 10 quarterbacks in fantasy currently. Mm. Uh, PPR, of course. Kirk Cousins, well, not that it applies to quarterbacks, but Kirk Cousins, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, Mahomes at four, Russ at five, which is a big one. Tua at six, Mac Jones at seven, Anthony Richardson at eight, Jalen Hurts at nine, and Daniel Jones at 10. The Mm. biggest thing that stands out to me, three of these guys, really four with Daniel Jones, all later than probably the eighth round in fantasy. Yeah, but that's, I think, why the fantasy community is always shouting out, like, these rushing quarterbacks. Like, Daniel Jones isn't a top 10 quarterback, isn't close to a top 10 quarterback, but his rushing upside will get him there. I'm surprised about some guys that aren't up there. Obviously, Justin Fields, we've talked about him a bit. We haven't talked about him too much on the, on the fantasy episodes, but just, like, fucking ass, right? <laughs> like, just bad. Um, Even with the rushing upside, he's not getting it, and he's really trying to go through his re- I don't know what the hell's going on there. Uh, but so, some guys that are surprising though, Jordan Love is awesome. Oh my I love God. to see him. I love to see him up there because not only is he dynamic, gets it done with his feet. Another guy with rushing upside, but he's throwing it so well, and he just feels feels very effortless. He feels like a guy that was groomed under Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I wonder yes. why. You know, like it, it really makes sense to see him succeed after Rodgers had had left. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you got to look at. Like, look, Jordan Love, Daniel Jones, these guys that are in the top 10 quarterbacks in fantasy are not necessarily people that are going to stay that high, but you can get production week over week from them, right? Yeah. So maybe it was the best strategy in these first couple weeks to to not draft a run, you know, one of these quarterbacks so high because the Joe Burrows, the Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, like even Mahomes, like hasn't really shit, you know, done anything. But I think it's going to change. Um, we'll see, but it, it's really interesting. But it's just as interesting, really, as the, the top 10 running backs. These are the top 10 running backs in PPR currently, yeah. um, in order, 1 through 10. You got CMC, Kyron Williams, <laughs> Bijan, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard. Oh, excuse me. Brian Robinson is number three. Oh, wow. Tony Pollard's four. Bijan's five. Okay. Raheem Mostert, six. Saquon, seven. Derek Henry, eight. James Cook, nine. Ramondre Stevenson, 10. The number one thing I see on this list, again, these top-end running backs. Obviously, Chubb's hurt, but the only people up there, CMC and Bijan, I guess Derrick Henry and Saquon, I'd take it back. But, yeah, man, that, that's an, it's an interesting list. Brian Robinson's looking like a potential league winner. Obviously, it's that's only dope. been two weeks. James Cook is another one. Like, the value, I said it earlier in the episode. Yeah. You get guys later in the draft that can perform at a top 12 level, Yeah, you're going you're gonna to probably win your league. That they, or you're going to at least make a really deep playoff run. Yeah, I'm going to try to pull up a, a, a tweet here. I actually, one of those guys, uh, Tony Pollard, you know, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. 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 Um, he had actually had a he had a good tweet about uh, Pollard. You said he was RB four. Yes. Right now. Yeah. So just the touches. I believe it's the most touches the Cowboys have given to a running back since Demarco Murray. Mm. I believe that was the tweet. 
um, as as I look for it here. But essentially, like he's on pace for like four hundred some plus touches this it's year. Crazy. Now, obviously, like he got targeted like eight times. Here we go. Tony Pollard's on pace for 425 touches. Jesus. Only DeMarco Murray has surpassed that number over the last 15 years. So not only, like, forget Cowboys running back. It just happens to be a Cowboy. But in the past 15 years, only one running back has surpassed that amount of touches. So he has them as uh, as his RB2 for the rest of the season right behind Christian McCaffrey. So I think... That's fair. That's, that's totally fair. That's, you know, that's pretty insane considering you, you could have gotten him in the second round. Like, in my drafts, he really went in the ba- back of the first. Uh, but he was kind of going anywhere there. So that's good value there. But I just think that's insane um, to, to, to think about that. Like, we love touches for a running back. It's what makes us so high on a mm-hmm. lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. What worried me about Pollard beforehand was, like, can he handle these touches? He's obviously handling them. Yeah. So another guy that we've had on the podcast for us – he said Tony Pollard was the RB one. Yeah, he could finish as an RB one. He's a league winner. So, um, pretty fucking crazy to see. Yeah, it's wild. I li- and then before we jump into waiver wire breakdowns, um, I got one more stat I want to go over. I want to go over the top ten wide receivers in fantasy PPR currently. Um, obviously we did quarterbacks, we did running backs. I want to go over the wide receivers. Anyone that stands out to you specifically? One Tyreek, two Puka Nakua, three Jettis, four Mike Evans, five Keenan Allen, six. Nico Collins, seven, your boy, Devontae Smith, eight, Brandon Ayuk, nine, Stefan Diggs, 10, Michael Pittman Jr. Mm. Wildest. Yeah. Obviously not going to, there's going to be a lot of movement there. But again, Devontae Smith outperforming A.J. Brown could have got him two rounds, three rounds later. Yep. Michael Pittman, late pick. Maybe around the four to six range, depending on, because people thought Anthony Richardson yeah. And he's clearly the target share is drastically different with Shane Steichen as it, as the uh, the head coach, and then obviously Puka's there, but like Nico Collins, a guy yeah. right playing from behind. Brandon Cooks, I think early on last year was a top twenty four wide receiver. It feels very similar with Nico Collins. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's pretty <laughs> again like you wish you could go back and and redraft and take some of these guys. Uh, Maybe at like a round ahead of where they went because you knew you they're still way overvalued at they're undervalued at that point even if they went rounds ahead, but uh, it's that's what it is right now. I still think a lot of these just like quarterbacks are gonna kind of shake out and mm. some of these guys are gonna fall out. Some of the guys that are more chalk are gonna get up there. Uh, the the AJ Browns of the world. Um, even though you know, I've always said Devontae better, but it's kind of well, proven right now. Yeah, I mean he's look he he looks Devontae like it. Looks insane. He looks like it. Yeah, and um. And and look, uh, at, at the end of the day, like this this stuff's gonna happen. I think Mike Evans will probably fall a little bit more. It's only been two weeks, so we can't overreact to like a couple guys' huge weeks. We were talking about this on the other podcast. Rashid Shahid, most yards. He, well, he's a most re- all-purpose yards in the NFL right now. And he's he's a the wide receiver three for the Saints. So is, how's he not on that list? I wonder I, why. I wonder that's weird. He's, he's not on that list. That's interesting. Know. Maybe he has rushes. Maybe like. maybe he has some rushes and like return yards or some shit. Yeah. But that but that's the thing, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna drop out of that top yeah. ten list. Like he's not gonna be there. So um, through two weeks, that's what we got. I think a couple of those guys are gonna stay up there. The Jeffersons of the world. Who's gonna get up there? Jamar Chase. He's not there right now. Yep. Other guys, that might take some time though. Look, it's been two weeks. Jamar Chase is capable of having a 250-yard receiving game. It's true. Uh, and that's going to happen. Uh, Waddle's not up there. And right now, he could get up there. Um, CD's not up there. I, mm. Did you say CD? Uh, CD is not there. CD is But CD's so 11. Close. Another yeah. sleeper, like, right there, Josh Reynolds. That's cool. Josh Reynolds, and which brings me to my next point of uh, our last thing before we start looking at some questions, is yep. waiver wire breakdowns, right? Okay. Josh Reynolds is a guy that is – didn't I just say he's like wide receiver 12 on the season yeah. currently? Yeah, now, yeah. I'm not saying that he's some guy that's like – I don't think – I don't 
think rest of season he's a top 24 wide receiver. But I will look at the situation mm. and say, okay, no Jamison Williams. Teams are going to be looking at Amon Ross St. Brown. Of course. Josh Reynolds is a guy, like, put, put, I would spend 10 to 15% of my budget right now on, on Josh Reynolds. I don't mind that. You know, like, I, he's a guy that has performed. He's going to consistently see those targets. He's scoring touchdowns. Like, Amon Ross never been a guy that really scores that many touchdowns. Someone else is going to be the benefactor of that. And now you don't have David Montgomery. Yeah. There's... Josh Reynolds is is someone I would definitely look at on the waiver wire. And that offense puts up points, bro. Yep. Like, the way they did last year, they're doing it this year. And Williams is out for the year, Jameson Williams? Uh, no, six games. Oh, six Suspension. games? Suspension. Yeah, but I also, we didn't see it last year with Jameson Williams. We, so, like, yeah. we, who is that wide receiver to? That's up for grabs. So, But Goff likes throwing the ball, and that offense likes throwing it. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. I like it. I'm going to name a couple other players that I think people should target on the wire. Just want any specific ones that stand out that you say, uh, you know, deserve all that love. Obviously, the biggest one is Jerome Ford. If you're just joining us on TikTok or on YouTube, Jerome Ford, back up for the Browns. Every fantasy outlet's going to tell you to, to, you know, spend your money on him. I have no issues, especially if you need a running back, especially if you had Nick Chubb, spending all your fab on that, mm. on that man. Because he is going to step into an RB1 load, even if Kareem Hunt, you were, were to sign there. I okay. just don't see it. Jerome Ford looked good last night. I don't see anyone taking that over. I have no issue spending all that fab. So go for it. Jerome Ford, priority waiver wire ad this week. Oh, yeah. The other guys I'm targeting, Zach Moss looked great, obviously, you know, and he had some receptions. Zach Moss is a big guy that should be available on the wire. Don't love the offense there. Don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Taylor. I do think he gets traded, but Zach Moss is a big one. Um, Tutu Atwell, another good one, obviously still available. Tank Dell. Now, granted, we talked about Nico Collins, but Tank Dells look good in some limited snaps. Um, and then four other guys, I think, that are beneficial to target. Jaden Reed, wide receiver right now for the, uh, for the Packers. Christian Watson's been out. He's been the one that's been dominating targets. Um, so I would look at Jaden Reed. Jalen Hyatt. We had Scotty the King on last week yeah, or, was, on our Thursday episode. And Jalen Hyatt, I think he only had maybe like two or three receptions. But he did say Jalen Hyatt in a couple weeks is going to be the priority add on the waiver wire. Yeah. And that's because the Giants are going to need a playmaker to have the ball in, our ha- in his hands. That, he was a Belenikoff winner. You know, you could probably get Jalen Hyatt right now without someone actually um, trying to add him. He might be a priority at next week or the following week. So, and then two others, Zach Ertz, if you need a tight end, and then Jordan Love, obviously, we talked about right. um, some guys. Any, anyone specifically stands out? So, I mean, all those guys I really like. I think you mentioned, like, some of the top guys. I, like you said, I mean, uh, Jerome Ford. I mean, Josh Reynolds, we were talking about. He's on my waiver wire here in one of my, in one of my home leagues. So, I mean, that's dope. We had mentioned him slightly. You, you didn't mention him just now, but... Rashicha, he's still available in my league, and mm. he might be in yours as well. Uh, I mean, the thing, the targets are hot. Five or, or six in the first game, four in the second. They're going to throw the ball, and Derek Carr, that's what he does, and he's going to air it out to his guy. So you got, you know, uh, Rashid getting 89 yards in one game, mm. 63 in the second. He scored in the first. Uh, something to keep an eye on. And, you know, obviously, like, you're not starting him yet. Another guy, though, I think I, I actually really like it a little bit deeper down is Josh Downs. Now, Drafted by Indy, a pure receiver, like great route runner. I think actually uh, Anthony Richardson being hurt, if he does miss more time, do we know mm. the outlook on Richardson right now, injury-wise? No. Minshew being in at quarterback actually helps because he's going to be able to fit the ball in these tight windows. And and not even tight windows, just like he's more of a pocket passer, so he's going to – good route runners actually thrive with pocket mm-hmm. passers. And so I think Josh Downs is going to be a guy that can really thrive – uh, he's seen his targets. Week one, he saw seven. Week two, he saw five. We know rookie receivers, like, that's one of the positions that take a little bit longer to get acclimated in. Right. And the fact that he's getting his targets already already speaks to, like, 
how much trust this guy has, uh, or the team has in him, 12 targets over two weeks. So uh, Josh Downs is a deeper cut. You could get him probably early now before if, if he does start popping totally, off eventually. Totally. All right, well, that's all the shit that I have. Uh, we can answer some comments, and I'll throw it to you before we end. Um, as a reminder, go to thegamedaycom slash promotions if you're into DFS. we got some really good underdog promos, DraftKings promos, Sleeper, anything, all the above. So make sure to go to thegamedaycom slash promotions. Also, as a reminder, caps off. We have episodes every single day of the week except for Saturday. But Thursday, we also do a, another Fantasy Live uh, we'll also do a live uh, 5 o'clock on Thursday, Start Sits. I see a lot of questions about Start Sits, so uh, set your reminders for Thursday night at 5 o'clock to do a Start Sit. And then also on Sundays, we do our watch-along and pregame show. So that goes from 12 to 5 o'clock during the 1 o'clock slate. Come hang out with us. Come shoot the shit. Um, question for you. Thoughts on Jamar Chase and A.J. Brown? That's from Brendan <laughs> Wentland 03. Obviously, we talked Jamar a little bit, but rest of uh, season, thoughts, quick thoughts on Jamar well, you're and A.J. You're still starting both of them? Uh, Jamar, Jamar's gonna be just fine. They, it's funny they both have really good wide receiver twos mm. on that on that team that could benefit more than them some weeks. Uh, but I'm still starting both of them. I mean, you mentioned you're always talking about like what can I trade these guys for? Jamar Chase, you can you're probably not looking to trade him right now because other guys might be hesitant. But as soon as he pops off this upcoming week uh, or whenever he does, and maybe that's a, that's somebody you could consider trading. But regardless, like as far as like what you have with them right now, I'm starting both of them. I'm not really thinking about it. Junior Albizero said, should I drop Reese Hall for someone on the waiver wire? No. What? Would you I'm, even think No, no, no. That? Not at all. Not at all. He had a terrible game against a great defense. Like, that's going to happen. Brees, what we saw in week one, was impressive against a Bills even that's like mid, and he's going to face more of those mid defenses. I, I like Brees a lot. I, like, whether you start him as a consideration, maybe a flex play or something like that. I mean, I think he has like RB2 probably upside. Maybe low end RB one, but you're not cut. You're not dropping Brees. I mean, if, if there's a Jets fan in your league, maybe try to trade him. Question for you though: Brees Hall rest of season. If, if it's drop Brees Hall for Jerome Ford. Oh, it was that the question? No, no, no. I, I'm oh. throwing a little wrench in it. If it's drop Brees Hall for Jerome Ford, what there's you another doing? guy you could drop for Jerome Ford. Like, don't drop Brees. Like, you, drop your kicker. I'd rather you rock no kicker bro, and try and no, trade one. Don't don't drop Brees. Like, Brees is only gonna get better. That was his first game back from injury against the Bills, and you saw what he did. He just went into a fucking brick wall in Dallas. They were playing from behind. They're not gonna run the ball with him. Like, that was a bad game script for him. We love talking about game scripts. Yep. Bad game script. He's gonna bounce back. Don't <laughs> please don't please don't drop him. If anything, trade him to a Jets fan. They're gonna overvalue him and go get something else. Two last questions for you before we sign off. One is from Max. He said, "I just traded Kyron Williams, James Cook, Cortland Sutton for Austin Eckler, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. What are your thoughts?" Okay, so I traded Kyron, Kyron, James Cook, Cortland Sutton for Eckler, Terry McLaurin, and Jahan Dotson. Uh, see, you start throwing multiple names, and it gets it gets a lot for me. I, like surface like. Overall, I'm like, like okay, Austin sick. The you guy got bigger names. Out, yeah. You got Eckler and the second receiver. Who was it? it was Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. The, 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 you got the names for sure. Like you, you won that end of it. Like if it was before the season, like clearly that you won this trade. But um, I mean, Kyron Williams, like we said, he has so much upside. I so lean there, yeah. He, you lean that way. Like you already pulled a trade, so it, it's whatever. I think it's fine. Um, if you're addressing needs and like that's what you had to do, then. Totally more power to you. Sutton, I think, is like at this point, like whatever. The other thing that worries me is like you traded for Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Those are two That's wide weird. receivers That's on the same team. You're almost banking on one. They're limiting the upside either. So I, I but hey, it happened. Keep coming <laughs> back. Keep coming back to these episodes, though. Well, we could help you build a contender. Well, Eckler healthy is is good. It's really good. So yes, good but he's you. not healthy. Yeah, fuck. Last question, real quick. This guy traded NFL guy traded Kenneth Walker, Zach Moss, and Dallas Goddard for Travis Kelsey and Devon A. Chain. Good trade. 
or no? Kenneth Walker, Zach Moss, and who? And Dallas Goddard for Kelsey and A-Chain. I don't like that. Uh, Walker, Walker's good, right? Like, Walker's really good. I think he's RB2 flex guy at least. And then uh, Zach Moss was the second. Who's Zach Moss, one? Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is a tight end one. He was had a terrible week one. Week two, he was better. Um, and he's uh, he's only going to keep getting better. The, the Eagles offense have regressed a bit. They're, they're going to get better. I think they're going to regress to the mean, as like Adams likes to say. And so those are like two, like for me, must starts and, and Walker and Goddard. And you're giving it for who? You're giving it for Travis Kelsey and Devon A-Chain. Kelsey's a must start. Obviously, the positional advantage is huge, but A-Chain, you're not starting. Yeah, right? you don't know what A-Chain what is, right? So that, so I'm keeping the, the first. I'm keeping the first, yeah. bro. Unless yeah. did, he hear, did he already make that trade? I think so. If you already made that trade, I'm sorry. It's I wouldn't right. have done, I I wouldn't have done, done it. it. It's all right. But Kelsey, you can rest easy with him week over week. He's going to be a dog. He's fine. But hopefully you had depth already because you gave up some depth. Yeah. Well, hey, this was a good episode. As a reminder, tomorrow's episode, it comes out, I think, either 1030. I don't know when exactly. Do you know when our, our cafeteria episode comes out tomorrow? 4 a.m. Oh, it comes out 4? 4, 4 a.m. Eastern. So, Yo, I mean, if you're so up if at 4. Bro, if you're on the West Coast, if you're in California or some shit, like, you can listen to that at 1 a.m. on, on That's tonight. Crazy. Tonight, you could be listening to that at 1 a.m. So We did, yeah. He, uh, Felipe did his power rankings. I did updated playoff picture. Matan, we did guess the all-purpose yards in the NFL right now. I don't think you'd guess the top 10. At it's all. Crazy. And then Jack did guess. We played another guest, the team. Um, and then, yeah, Thursday, like I said, another Fantasy Live. We'll have uh, upper, hand. upper Hand Fantasy. Check out Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. He'll be in the office, and we'll be talking uh, football. We'll do a lot of questions, a lot of trade-specific questions. Thursday night will be a start-sit at 5 o'clock. Friday will be our predictions episode, and then hopefully we can see you Sunday at 12 o'clock for our live pregame show ahead of Week 3. Um, as a reminder, go to thegamedet.com slash promotions, anything DFS. Felipe. Parting words, words of wisdom. Go. Uh, parting words, words of wisdom is this. Very important. Mm. Very important. Like this, take this with you and like hold, hold it, it in. Hold okay. it in your soul. Here we, go. Here we go. Give us a rating on Spotify and Apple. Oh, goodbye. Sign me off. Take us away. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Please. Only. Please. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>